So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to 90 Day Fiance MK. I'm Mr. O, and today, Miss H and I will be discussing Season 5, Episode 8 of Before the 90 Days. In this episode, Kim wants it bad and turns out all the stops to get it. Ella has a new plan to finally go see Johnny. Benjamin gets to Peru but can't find his catfish. A just-fired Alina is still waiting on Caleb's answer when Elijah leaves. Gino has been up to no good behind Jasmine's back, and Mike is looking for everyone's permission to propose to Jimena. As always, we'll end with our Students of the Week, Class Dunces, and Life Lessons. If you like what you hear, please give us a 5-star rating and subscribe. And if you also watch Love After Love during Lockup, we'll be covering that on our other podcast, Love After Lockup MK. All right, thanks for listening, stay safe, and enjoy! How are you today? I'm doing pretty good. I'm pretty tired because we got this late recording because of our new schedule. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> it is my new schedule that Mr. O has to adjust to. <laughs> yeah, but then, you know, it, in March is when my, my lacrosse season starts and then it's a whole other Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um. Let's get started. And actually, I'm going to start with uh, Caleb and Alina. And uh, mostly because we are confused. There are certainly rumors and almost, I think, um, validated because I think TLC did come out with a statement saying that they were going to be fired. So they are not going to be on the tell-all. Uh, well, but then I love they-, they or just her? I don't know. I I think they were implying both. But then they also said, because Mr. O was saying that, you know, maybe they were going to wrap it up on this episode, but then we saw them in the preview for next week. And I think what I read is that uh, they are going to wrap up their storyline as quickly as possible. Um, So they said that uh, they did cut them out of uh, future episodes. So they're going to be in less episodes than they were supposed to be in. But uh, they said that um, they'll still be in episodes probably through mid to late February. Mm. So we could expect to see them for a couple more times until they're completely wrapped up. Okay. So, yeah, let's talk Caleb and Alina. So Caleb feels he can't trust Alina because Elijah was the one who forced her to bring up the subject of her ex. Alina lies and she says that Elijah only brought it up because she wanted to talk to him about it and he was just helping her out. But Alina thinks that Caleb is using this situation as an excuse to not have to make any decisions about their future. Elijah is packing and getting ready to leave and they talk about Caleb and his obsession with the gym. But Elijah advises Alina that she just be honest with him and get him to decide because uh, she has a line of guys waiting for her. Caleb comes in to make fun of Elijah's small suitcase, but then he helps him with his luggage uh, as he says his goodbyes to Lena. Elijah tells Caleb to respect and look after Lena and tells Caleb that he should define the relationship before they leave. He tells him that she's a queen and should be treated as one. Caleb video calls his friend Luke privately to discuss his situation with Alina. His friend Luke advises him to keep trying and that this week should be enough time for him to make a definitive answer about whether or not he wants to be in a relationship with her. Later, Caleb and Alina go to a bathhouse where they get covered in bubbles and kind of roll around. 
Caleb thinks it's a good reset and recentering. Mm-hmm. After they have a serious conversation where Caleb tells her that she means something to him, Alina accuses him of being cold to her in the past. Caleb says that he's still processing everything, and if she's patient, he can figure it out. Alina's feeling like she's not one of his many lovers. She's kind of feeling special, but she still wants definitive answers. All right. So as we kind of see, this is they're trying to wrap this up. So we will see this sooner than the other couples. How do you think this is going to end? Um, I think Caleb goes home and decides he probably doesn't want to be with her <laughs> like the <Yeah>. long term. <laughs> like it just, I, I, it, it's just I feel like. He's been pretty clear um, Mm -hmm. that he doesn't know yet, and he'll decide by the end of a trip. Yes, kind of like Kim and Usman. And then every three seconds, she asks him, and he's like, "Yeah, I don't know yet. I don't know since the last time you asked me, like three minutes ago. I don't know. He's still a no. And it's getting make the 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 constantly asking him probably makes it get farther away from being what he wants." Right. Like, right. Oh, is this because what it's going to be? Probably already a little skittish when it comes to uh, committing, and and it kind of seems he's got that vibe anyway. Oh, like yeah, he yeah. seems like a player, Absolutely. like trying to be a bachelor. Yeah, yeah, and I feel he doesn't want to be a bad guy, so he doesn't want to go out there and be like, "No, nah, I've decided I'm not into it, but we're going to hang out and and bone for the rest of this trip." Right? Like that's not going to happen. Yeah. Okay. I definitely agree, and I also feel that he is putting off telling her because how awkward is that if he's telling her on the second day that they're there? Yeah, I don't actually want to be in a relationship with you. You've basically ruined the entire trip, yes. right? For both of you, for both really. Of you. you can't yes. be. Sexing it up, having fun. If you're like, yeah, this doesn't mean anything. And the other person clearly wants it to mean something. So I think that's what he's that's his angle here. I don't think he's that interested in her long term. And I think things would be different if she actually lived in Arizona and this was like a viable option. But considering he's got a hundred plus sex partners, I don't think he's super eager to lock it down with someone who he's going to only see a couple times a year. Yeah. And he doesn't want to move to Russia. Like that kind of came up at some point he was like, wait, 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 move to Russia. Like it's it's just, yeah, he just seems he did. I would say he doesn't seem out, but he doesn't seem like somebody who's ready to be committed to anybody. Like, it right. seems like he really no, enjoys his his lifestyle that he's living now. Yeah. No, I agree. And I think he would use his, um, you know, excuses of, you know, like, I just need to learn from the universe was like his reason for, you know, I, I'm still on my path to enlightenment. That's the part that bothers me is is him not just being like, now nah, I'm having a lot of fun. I enjoy what I'm right. doing right now. Like, instead of being like, I'm waiting for the universe to give me a sign of how we can move forward with the love of, like, just come on, man. Just I need to be in the right headspace for this. And just like, I'm just not there. I'm still discovering and learning about other people. Because, yeah, I would have a lot more respect for him if he was just like, I enjoy hoeing around. It's a lot yeah. of fun. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know if I respect him, <laughs> but at the same time, like I would at least uh, understand and I wouldn't be so judgmental of this lie. I say I would respect him more because I already know that he likes hoeing around. 
Like, okay, sure. That's a given. If, you're, if that's yeah, the given, okay. I respect you more for just coming forward and admitting it and not trying to talk about how this is the universe's fault. Yeah, right. Yeah, because it does. It just makes it seem like this extra level of like lying. Yes. Because you're trying to justify like how you live. Well, we all see it for what it is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, yeah. it's fine. Now, and I don't know what Elijah's angle is either. Like, I never should show sure like where he Elijah. stands. I don't know. I mean, after you he, don't like Elijah, I don't. I, he he confuses me. Like, I, he's fine as a TV character, but if I met him in real life, I'd be like, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking. Are you being sarcastic? Are you being genuine? I don't know what you're doing. He confuses so, me. So the way that I've always kind of taken it is that he is ride or die for Alina, and yes. a lot of what he does is in for Alina and in her best interest. Like him saying to her, you know, oh, you need to define the relationship. And to help things along, he also tells Caleb, hey, you need to define the relationship. So I really feel like he advocates for her, maybe like stepping out of, you know, the expectation or what you should as a friend, because, you know, it's kind of almost like an overprotective parent. Is Alina ever going to do this for herself if she always has her friend Elijah out there like prodding her along like, oh, you know, you should tell him about your ex. You should define the relationship. It's like, well, she should be able to speak up and say these things for herself. Yes. The only thing that weirds me out about Elijah is his weird like, hey, I'm going to watch you guys have sex and just stand there awkwardly and <laughs> stare because I'm checking out the goods. Yeah. That to me was the only weird thing that Elijah's done. I, I, I wouldn't say weird thing. I just I'm always caught off. I always get caught off balance by people who are who when they talk, I'm always like. Was that a joke or are you serious? I don't know what that is. And that he seems like that kind of guy to me. Like I don't oh. I don't know if you're joking. I have that friend, you've met him and you'll know exactly who I'm talking about when I describe it. It's like you never can tell if he's serious or joking. So I just assume he's always kidding. And Elijah reminds me of this yes, guy that, well, you know that's what I'm talking like, about. And that's the, the, the naked thing is the same thing is, is exactly what I'm talking about. He was like, well, I wanted to get a good look. It was like, are you joking about that? Or are you seriously saying you wanted to see my junk? I don't know what you're doing right now. I, that confuses me. And I don't, that's what throws me off about Elijah. Okay. So with my friend, it's my theory that he just likes, uh, he thinks it's funny. Like, when people he are gives himself satisfaction by yeah. making people feel awkward. Yes. Yes. So the answer is yes, it is a joke, but he will stone face like he's going to play it off like to the end. Yeah, no, I, that, that I don't I don't like that. I don't like I like knowing no, where I, I stand. Mean, it's frustrating. I sometimes when I'm trying to plan things with him, it's just like, no, no, no. I need a straight freaking answer at this point. Yes, right. Did, it's super yes. annoying. <laughs> But I just I just accept that, you know, if I'm dealing with him, this is what I have to deal with. So Elijah actually reminds me a lot of that. OK, fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, I have, but what about his fierce outfits, though? Because, you know, that you only need a small suitcase for some fierce outfits. <laughs> I, I, I didn't notice funny. it, but I was watching it with my girlfriend and um, she was like, oh, that plaid jacket. That's from Clueless. He's wearing the Clueless jacket. Oh, um, same Print or yes. completely the same? Oh, it's the the cho now in Clueless she wears it with a skirt, which she wears it with a matching plaid yeah, skirt. Yeah. So he didn't have yeah. that, but he had the matching plaid pants. But it was pretty oh. much pretty close to being the same. 
Yeah. I mean, I like Elijah. I want him to be my friend, but maybe in a way where I I know I would get annoyed with him when because like you're saying, like not being able to tell if he's telling like being serious or not can be annoying sometimes. But like this is a ride or die. Like this is a guy you want in your corner. Oh, and yeah. he's pretty funny. I mean, I, I, I will give him that. He is he is ride or die. But yeah. Huh. But you might be right. Better as a TV character than actually having to deal with him. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So moving on from the not long for this show, let's go for the not long in this show. So Benjamin, um, even though Mah- Mah- Mahogany told him not to come, Benjamin gets on the plane anyway. He seems a bit concerned, but not concerned enough that Mahogany might not show up at the airport or even want him there. But after 11 hours of teaching Mr. O that Spirit flies to South America, he's finally there. Mm. Gosh. And he's not. That's what you use your credit on. Yeah. Well, you know, I, yeah. oh, <laughs> stupid. It's the worst airline. And it's just like, I don't know why, but every time I look at it, every time I look at flights now, they're like the only flight that works. And it's like, I, I would pay more to fly Delta, but Delta won't fly there. Anyway, <laughs> he's finally there. Um He's not particularly worried when he doesn't see her in the terminal because their plan was to meet up by the taxis. Or at least that was the plan before he got on the plane since he hasn't heard her heard from her since he got that text about how her dad doesn't want, doesn't approve. So he goes out nervously to wait and see if she sews. And he waits and waits and waits and eventually gives up and gets a cab to the hotel. He has a surprisingly effective talk with the driver who seems to understand that the person Ben was waiting for wasn't there, but doesn't understand why he can't just call her. Eventually, a hugely embarrassed Ben lays in the hotel bed thinking, well, there may be a very slight chance that this might all be a scam. But he still doesn't think it's because of such, you know, he doesn't think it because of such intimate texts like the ones she sent that sound like they came from a Hallmark card. All right. So that's where we kind of left off. Um... Wow. What do you think the twist is here? Like, is she just a catfish? Because I feel like we've seen just a catfish before. I don't think they would have just a catfish on the show. I don't think we've had just a catfish on the show. The closest we came was Caesar and I can't even no, remember um, his. we had Yolanda and Williams. Oh, yes. And we never ended up meeting him, right? Yes. Right. Oh, that was frustrating. I completely forgot about that. Um, yeah, I honestly think this is a catfish. And honestly, I want it to be a catfish so badly <laughs> because, because that's what he Ben can't even wrap his mind around the fact that this person potentially isn't real. He keeps on repeating, well, she has to love me. And it's like the consideration that this isn't a real person isn't even occurring to him. He seriously believes the reason why she's not there is because her dad is somehow against the relationship. And that's why. And she's a real person hanging out at her dad's house trying to make her dad happy. It's like, what is wrong with you? Why have you not considered the fact that this person just straight up isn't real? I mean, everybody says how fake these pictures are Mm -hmm. they're heavily filtered like it's like what is wrong with you you can't even like fathom the possibility that you could be wrong right i mean he's just like she doesn't even say potato like you know what i'm saying like he has one video of her saying her own name right yes not even his name not even his name or any indication that this video was made with at him for him at all right and right 
we really don't have any indication that she is a real person. Like we, the only indication we have is that she's probably not a bot. I think the AI right. is not sophisticated enough that she's a bot. But sure, there's someone behind it. Yes. Who and and maybe this person is real-ish because I do think there is a real-ish person, like a model person, but. Also, once again, heavily filtered. Right. So it's like even this person, I think, like, you'll find someone similar looking to them. I don't I I doubt I honestly doubt if she if the person that is in those filtered pictures showed up, he would not recognize her because it would be so so different than what he's looking for. And just like I I agree. I just he's just he's so delusional that it's maddening. Right. Yes. It infuriates me, and that's why I want him to learn his lesson, and I but want this not person to not exist. going to. You know he's not going no. to. No. Nobody deserves – the person that would exist doesn't deserve him. But, like, it's just, like, the fact that he can't even seem to understand what we all do, that, no, you're into this girl because you think she's hot. She's not real. Yeah. You're into these hot pictures of this hot young girl. Like, you're yeah. pretending otherwise because every, all the tech, every text message we've seen has been the most generic, like – Hallmark movie, you know, Hallmark, you know, Lifetime right. movie, Hallmark card, just nonsense that isn't even like a real conversation. Mm-hmm. And you've ever talked to them in, in, in real life. Now, granted, the language thing is there, but like it, it, it's just, yeah, no, if that was if, if the pictures attached to what that everything you were getting were, you know, uh, somebody who was overweight, he wouldn't give her mm-hmm. a second thought at all. Yeah. Oh, he makes me so angry, but I agree with you. He's not going to get it. Like the only thing that I think that I think would snap him out of his delusion is if Mahogany were to confess herself that it wasn't her. And if she somehow was like able to prove it, like this is who I really am, like with video of who that person like who's been talking to him, I think only then Maybe he would get it. But what I don't understand is why has this man not learned from his past mistakes? He said he's been catfished. So he knows that this is a possibility and he's been tricked before. And that's what I don't understand. Like, how stubborn are you that you can't even, like, fathom you making the same mistake twice? Yeah. I I don't know. It's definitely a thing. I can't even – I don't even know. I I don't know how you get catfished that bad. Like – yeah. yeah. Are you going to be talking to somebody and realize and then when they're like, oh, I can't meet up, I'm going to be like, all right, this is suspicious. This is probably not a real person. Right. I'm going to move on. Like, it's not I don't understand how you could fall in love with the catfish. That That's the part that me that just gets like, no, I need to like part of falling in love is recognizing that they're a real person. Like, I don't like, yeah. that's, a, that's a pretty big uh, barrier to me. Falling in love with somebody is like mm-hmm. uh, actually seeing them. That's probably one of them. And so, but yeah, it's just, he just is so full of himself, right? That he doesn't think mm-hmm. he could make that same mistake while I wouldn't make it. Yeah. It's, 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 it's maddening. Yeah. Incredibly maddening. Okay. So speaking of kind of maddening, let's talk Gino and Jasmine. So Gino and Jasmine are on their way to uh, their private island getaway. While going through security, they actually force Gino to take off his hat, which just delights Jasmine. Oh, as yeah. She thinks he looks like a Michigan Bruce Willis. Mm. He actually does look 
kind of better without oh, a hat. Oh, I'm sure he looks I, better. I I'm say. sure he looks better without the hat. What we caught of him, it's like, I don't understand why you're so crazy about it. You have a normal shaped head. Yeah. Like, what's Yeah, the I was expecting him to have like a cone head or something weird. It was just a, yeah, it was just a head. Something. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. So on the flight, Jasmine says she was scared Gino would cancel this trip because of the stripper incident. They get to their room, which has an amazing view and is surrounded by what Gino calls local birds. Jasmine is starting to get reflective of her bad attitude towards Gino. She thanks him for the trip, but then starts to cry as she admits he has seen the worst sides of her. Mm -hmm. She says that he has proven himself and she needs to put more faith in him. She thinks she needs to let her guard down. Otherwise, Gino won't propose. The next morning, they're hanging out by the pool when Jasmine confronts him about his ex. She says she's trying her best to be calm and not be crazy and just give him the benefit of the doubt. She calmly tells him about the situation. She received a message from his ex asking to chat with her. The ex says that she's still communicating with Gino, but Gino had actually told her about Jasmine. She then tried to send Jasmine something else, but Jasmine had blocked her. Jasmine says she trusts Gino, so she didn't think there was anything to talk to his ex about. Gino's face gives away that he's guilty for something. Uh-huh. And Jasmine picks up on that immediately. So then she starts a specific line of questioning. Gino tries to say that he messaged his ex a while ago. And Jasmine demands to know I need specific dates. Which then he comes clean that, you know, it was a couple days ago. His apprehension prompts Jasmine to unblock the ex to see what she sent. She then asks Gino if he sent nudes of Jasmine to his ex and the episode ends. Okay, so I'm assuming the reason why she asked him is because she got the nudes back from the ex. So why do you think Gino would send nudes of Jasmine to his ex? Uh, Because he wanted to make his ex jealous. Uh, But why would you do that? That makes no damn sense. I don't know. I was trying to put it together. I think he does. I think he has an adversarial relationship with this ex. And is like, mm-hmm, you dumped me. Look what I got now, baby. Like, look at this. I don't know. It's not it's not good on so many levels. Yeah. I think he could have accomplished that same thing, though, just by sending, like, a racy picture. It doesn't have to be a direct message. It does not have to be a direct message. You you get you get your you get it in the public forum. Put it on social media. Make sure, you know, she can still see it. But like. Yeah, because he contacted her, and because even when she asked why did you contact her, it was like so I could tell her how amazing you are, right? Yeah, and something to that effect. Because he wants to make her jealous. Like I, right? It's it's a bad, and this is definitely you know the heel turn moment for Gino because yeah, it, it and and it also kind of makes all of her craziness not mm-hmm. seem like quite so crazy. Right. And I was going to say, I know she patted her own back in this episode, like, I'm trying to be calm and not crazy. But actually, she She did a pretty good job because of all the things to legitimately be crazy about. This was probably the most warranted situation out of all the things that she's gotten mad about so far. Yes. Oh, this is absolutely this is I mean, this to me is. See, this is this this is territory that's like instant breakup territory. Like no. Oh yeah. Instant. Like you sent my nudes yeah. to somebody else. No. Like that. That's instant breakup. And right. And for her to be like, because she was calm when the things were going down. She because because mm-hmm. I mean she was right. And I'm 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 I'm, I'm a parent. You kind of get that thing where you're like, nope. 
I know I have to dig deeper here. <laughs> like yeah. when he asks you a specific question, <laughs> no, you dodged that one. We're gonna we're gonna need to be more specific than that. <laughs> like, yeah, a while ago. When is that? I'm gonna need dates. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I kind of at that point was like, you go, girl. She's gonna find something. Just, You're in trouble. I, mean, I just thought it was hilarious because like. That whole scene, he was just like bracing and wincing as if she was going to literally explode. Like he was going to get hit yeah. by shrapnel when she exploded like a bomb right in his face. And he's just like, oh, God. Oh, God, it's coming. I know it's and, – and the other thing too is at some point, um, ah, you got to intervene if you're Gino, right? Like he knows what yeah. got sent. He knows what's in that message. And you have to be Does like – Does he though? He knows what he sent his ex. Okay. Yeah, but do you think that she would send it back? Because I okay. I wouldn't assume that. Well, if I knew that she sent her something, mm-hmm. right? And she was about, Gino's been talking to me and look what he sent me, right? If I knew yeah. that she sent, and granted, he might have been crossing his fingers because there was probably non-naked pictures and naked pictures. And he's like, well, maybe he just sent her. A good one. Well, I was thinking that it could have been like screenshots as proof that, you know, they were actually talking. That's fair. And so at that point, it's like it could be a couple different things. None of them are especially good for you. But honestly, the best, I I mean, I hate to say it, but like your best odds here are just playing dumb. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised at all Gino didn't fess up right away. Yeah, I mean, he said this. He, I did something that I'm not proud of, and like thing. But it's that's. Oh boy. If he really oh truly did that, he is the biggest idiot, and I hope that Jasmine claws his eyes out. Yeah, I don't, because because it's it, as I say, so many levels. First of all, you sent your nudes to somebody else. That's just yeah. That's that's not right. That's not right. That's terrible. But B, yeah. you did it to make your ex jealous. Well, why are you trying to make your ex jealous unless you're right. trying to get back with her? I don't understand. Like, that's the only thing I can think of. Right? Yeah. And so, that's on, on another level. Like, so why were you even talking to her? Um, why were you talking right. to her about me? And then the fact that you did that and like did it to somebody who is untrustworthy enough that they sent them back to me. They snitched on you right away. Yeah. Mm. Like, because you'd think if you – you'd also think if you were Gino and you're still an asshole and you want to send them, you'd think, okay, this is someone you clearly have a fucked up relationship with. Right? Yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. you don't think that she's going to try to sabotage your relationship that you're bragging about? Gino, I mean, if he really did this, not a smart dude. Not a smart dude. Yeah. No, not a smart dude. Oh, also never getting a nude sent to him again, ever. Yeah, right. All right. So, uh, well, let's go Ella and Johnny. We had a little bit of them too. So Ella and her dogs are very excited to make it out to the ranch. The situation is pretty much the same as it was last week. Johnny is being indecisive and Ella wants to get this show on the road because she's almost 30, Miss H. Almost 30. And she's not married oh yet. My I know. I didn't marry Jack. <laughs> she gets to work on feeding the cows and talking to her mom, Debbie, and her dad, Walt. Debbie doesn't understand COVID as an excuse because, yeah, maybe if you're talking about like New York City or Florida or something, but we're like in Idaho and the rate's nothing here. So Ella has a new plan. Because of Johnny's indecision. If Johnny isn't willing to come all the way to the U.S., she'll meet him halfway in Dubai. And this does not sit well with her parents. Walt, because of some vaguely racist stuff about how the Middle East is just not a good place at the moment. And Debbie, because she thinks Ella is naive and it's 
not going to go well. And also because her cash is really tight, right? But that makes Ella ask, you know, if she did this and she was short on cash, could she depend on your support? Debbie eventually says, all right, fine. And of course, she'll help Ella if she needs it. But she's worried that things are going to turn out similarly um, to when she went to Thailand to meet up with, and I'm quoting here, India guy. Um, Oh, gosh. But... You know, it, he has a name. Yeah, no, I don't think they're allowed to use it in the in the show. I know. But yeah, 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 it's weird. They keep, they keep calling him just like the Indian guy or it, this is what he yeah. means, India guy. It's like, OK, right. But by the end of the scene, it does seem like what's going to happen is she's going to meet Johnny in Dubai. So I don't know. Was was COVID really that much better in Dubai or is this kind of a random? Let's just get this lady out of here already thing. I thought he wasn't really down for being in Dubai either. Yeah. I mean, that that, that is a question because he did almost – he did – when we saw him last time, he was mostly talking about the U.S. And we kind of skipped yeah. over the, well, how do you feel about Dubai thing. Right. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't really know what he is concerned about just in general because – I maybe he's less scared of Dubai because if he's in quarantine, maybe he takes quarantine seriously and is like planning on just being in his hotel room for 14 days. Yeah. You know, like quarantine hotel style, even though they're not enforcing quarantine hotel style. So I could see him doing that. And then when you get to Idaho, it's like, well, what do you who do you think you're really interacting with exactly? Because you have Ella and, you know, I know Ella doesn't live on the farm, but it's like then you got the farm people. It's like you don't really have high risk, like populated situations where you're like, other than the traveling itself. Now right. I get that, right. like being concerned about the flights because it is very close quarters for very long periods of time. So, I mean, I'd be more worried about the travel than the actual like places given the context of the places. Yeah. And I don't, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I, of all the places to be close quarters in, in close with somebody, the, the planes are really good because they keep recycling the air. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He, he just doesn't seem to understand. And I think this is true for a lot of people from foreign countries. They don't understand that the U.S. isn't a monolith. And like, yes, being in the, a ranch in Idaho is not like mm-hmm. going to Disneyland, right? It's not. You're not. Right. You're not like in the state. Those are yeah. very different places. Like you know, Florida is different than Texas. Different than California. Is different oh, than Idaho. Yeah. They're all different, right? Right. And to just yeah. be like, well, things are bad in the U.S. And it's like things were bad in different places in the U.S. But the U.S. is right. not like pockets of places. Yeah, and COVID's yeah. never been like universally the same everywhere in the country. Right. And I think part of that has to do with like the amount of contact you have with other people. And my thought is that if they're going to just be on the farm, work in the farm, like how many other people are they really coming into contact with day to day? Yeah, I d- they probably wouldn't. I mean, it would not be very hard for Johnny to come here and just bubble in with Ella and then they yeah. have like her and like, yeah, people on the farm. And then you're probably only meeting them on the farm, outdoors, riding right. horses or whatever. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. So, so I do hear what her mom was saying is it's, it's not except, it's not exceptionally risky to be there. Now, the mm-hmm. travel and what people knew at the time and what we thought at the time and statistics on, on plane travel, I don't know. Then, mm-hmm. I don't know because it depends. It all depends on when this was filmed too, because just like everything else, everything's yeah. been changing and knowledge has been changing and variants have been changing. But, yeah, I, I it's 
I, I just I really do th- think though that he is legitimately worried about COVID, and it's not just an excuse yeah. to to make this whole relationship go away. Sure, sure. All right. Um, let's talk about Jimena and Mike. So Jimena and Mike are done with their weekend getaway, and Mike is wearing a ridiculous hat. Or who knows where it well, came that from. That was a crazy hat. I was where did that? Yeah, it was very weird. <laughs> uh, so he feels like he's been faulted for things that just aren't his fault. And he thinks that Jimena is just overreacting because she's just more clean and organized than him. In the car, he blows his nose and really gets in there, puts his dirty tissue in the backseat pocket. Jimena calls him out and tells him he should put his dirty tissue in a bag. Jimena thinks that he's a slob because he hasn't lived with a woman. Mike blames his disgusting habits on his medical condition, ADHD. His ADHD makes it so he forgets or gets distracted from cleaning. Jimena says she doesn't understand and wants him to explain it further. He explains that he has a learning disability that affects his brain, and he's sorry he didn't tell her this because he was afraid of her reaction. Jimena actually feels some kind of relief that there's an explanation for his habits, but she still wants to to learn about him and for him to be better. Later with the boys, Harold and Juan, Mike attempts to cook spaghetti and cheese sauce, as he says it, cheese sauce, for the family. Jimena tells the boys in Spanish not to eat the plate of food because they'll get colic, and she's afraid that she will get diarrhea because the noodles aren't cooked all the way. She tells Mike that the food is really good. But Mike suspects she's lying as the food mostly goes uneaten. He says he'll stick to cleaning up. Jimena does tell us that she's happy he's trying, even though the execution part isn't there. Later, Mike meets with Hamir, uh, Jimena's dad, and Yamir wants to know what his intentions are. And Mike says to marry her. But Yamir quizzes him on Jimena's favorite color and favorite food to prove a point that Mike doesn't really know her and Mike needs to learn Spanish. Mike promises that he will not be like the other men in Jimena's life, and Yamir gives his blessing for marriage. Days later, Mike is hanging out with Harold and Juan and asks them if he would be if they would be okay with him asking their mom to get married. Juan, the older one, says he doesn't know, but also admits he doesn't know what that means. Mike asks instead if Juan wants him to be his dad, and Juan says yes because he doesn't have a dad. Later, Jimena is getting ready with her family in the room for the big dinner Mike is taking everyone to. They all hint at a possible proposal and ask her how she would feel about it. Jimena says there are things that she doesn't like about Mike, and she's afraid that she will be Mike's mom or a cleaner or employee of some kind. Jimena's mom says that part of marriage is learning, and in fact, she learned to cook because of Jimena's dad. As long as Mike's a good student, things will be okay. Jimena is scared because marriage is forever, but her parents basically tell her that she will have a better life for herself and her kids if she marries Mike. They tell her that the boys will get a better education and she won't have to worry about money. They also point out that if they were to break up, who's going to pay her rent? All right. So uh, do you think Jimena loves Mike or do you think that this is a transactional relationship? I think she wants to love Mike. But doesn't I think so too? But just isn't into him. She's just not attracted. She's just not to attracted him. to and him. I, yeah, I don't think his hygiene is helping his cause either, which is part of the reason why you know she keeps on pointing those kinds of things out is because she's just she's not attracted to him physically, and then when he does these like 
gross things, she gets grossed out. So she's really trying to eliminate the gross part of him. Yes. And hoping that, you know, if he's not so gross that he's at least like acceptable. Right. I can. Yeah, I can deal with being not attracted to him. I can't deal with being grossed Mm. out by him. (laughs) Yes. Right. I also found it to be kind of ridiculous And I get that ADHD presents itself in different ways, but to blame your sloppiness like on that, like you're incapable of being clean, I thought was ridiculous. I I think it was more like I thought I kind of I kind of read did a little different because part of it is, you know, everybody has a different I would say standard. But like in terms of it's also a different he seemed to say it was a timing thing. You know, I left the room and mm-hmm. I just completely forgot that those things were in the room. When I, next time I came, would have came mm-hmm. back into the room, I would have seen them and picked them up. But you had already picked them up nah, and yelled at me for I don't think that's happening. I think it is. I think it yeah. is. Like, I, I, it definitely seems to be like he was like he has a task and he doesn't finish the tasks that he starts. And that's an ADHD. That is definitely an ADHD, ADHD thing, right? To be like, I'm going to start cleaning up. Oh, no, I have to go over here and do the dish. Oh, no, that's this guy. And then there's like 40 things that are half done and your and your things are still on the – and your clothes are still on the floor. I, 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 I buy it. I don't buy it for like the farting and the burping. That's not an ADHD no. thing. But like for the clothes on the floor or leaving unfolded stuff around, I can see it. Okay. I'm not going to say that it's not making all of that more difficult. And I – I believe that it does make things more difficult. But to completely blame your grossness and your messy hygiene on ADHD, I just find to be a bit ridiculous. And part of that is, and maybe it's just like my experience, like the cleanest roommate I have ever had had ADHD. He was so freaking clean. But I mean, I have students that have ADHD too. And part of like having ADHD is learning how to manage it. Like he's an adult. To blame all these things on it, like I just right. find to be unreasonable. Now, to say that, yes, this is a difficulty for me. This is something that I actually actively am working on. But it doesn't even seem like he's actively working on it. I don't know. I mean, That's the part that I'm just like, you can't blame your ADHD well, I mean, he on the said fact he that would, you're not even I think, trying. I think it was like, this is something that's difficult for me. And I didn't have, I never had to try it before because nobody cared. Right? Well, I think that's part. I, honestly, I think that's a bigger contributing factor than his ADHD is the fact that no one has ever kept him accountable for being clean. I, I guess that's what I've seen for my ADHD students is I just, those are the ones that tend to finish half of an assignment, never do it again and never hit submit. So I have to give them a zero. And it's like, well, you didn't <laughs> come back. And, and so that, that really lines up with me relieving your genes on the ground in next to your bed and just never getting back to them. Oh like, so I, de- I definitely can see that. But like, I don't know. It just it, it, the way everybody was trying to like basically convince her to marry this guy. Like you got to yeah, do it. Yeah, that seemed like a bad a bad situation. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's, it, even because the dad didn't even think that he that highly of him it was like you barely even know her. But yeah, definitely do it. Right. Like, definitely just get her out. <laughs> yeah, it made me really sad because I. Kind of saw this a little bit with, um, you know, some of the earlier uh, seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like in more recent seasons, it's been more so like, oh, we're just trying to like fame whore, you know, and like that's their motivation for being on this show. Right. But I felt like in the more earlier seasons, it was a lot of, well, my life can be better if I kind of accept this person 
that maybe, you know, I wouldn't choose, but, you know, they're helping me out. And it was definitely we saw, I think, more transactional relationships before. Yeah. Yeah. And we did see. Yeah. Relationship people like trying to. Oh, if I could just get out of this situation, that would be awesome. Yeah. This is my ticket out. Right. Right. But at the same time, what I, I even though these relationships are transactional or some of them in the past, I also felt like there was a genuine like growing to love someone. And, you know, you hear about that all the time with like arranged marriages. Mm-hmm. Right. Where it didn't start off where these two people like necessarily loved each other. Um, they probably cared a lot about each other, but like their love developed. And maybe it wasn't like, you know, what we kind of think about as being this like passionate romantic love. But passionate romantic love isn't necessarily necessarily sustainable Mm -hmm. so i mean like at the end of the day to have like this real love like however it may have come about is fine but i think the problem here is that jimena like doesn't even like have that physical attraction to him yeah yeah i mean i feel like yeah it it, that thing you just explained feels very like matt and Allah, right like that was one it was Mm -hmm. like where she like refused didn't even want to say i love you for like a long the longest time right Right. But yeah, this one just seems like somebody who, and I say that, I think she desperately wants to love him and wants it to work. And is like, this is an amazing situation for me. Mm-hmm. I, I just think he's gross and I'm not attracted to him at all. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well. I don't know. Moving on to gross and not attracted to them at all. That leaves us with Kim and Usman. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so... In the morning, after Usman slept in her room, the, the pillow wall is gone and Usman's waking up with the robe on. So she says that, you know, nothing happened. They just fell asleep and she still hasn't even kissed him. But she still has the, again, quoting her, dewy glow. So the plan is for her, for him to keep staying there and kind of move in from his room. So when he tells the producers that it's against his culture to be doing things like holding hands and sleeping over you know, without being at least engaged, they actually call him out. They're like, didn't you raw dog BGL on like the first night? And he's like, that's different because we were like engaged to be engaged or something. I don't know. Anyway, Usman gets dressed and gets on out of there while Kimberly plans her next step to get him naked. Back in his room, he starts packing to move into Kimberly's room, which just involves him throwing like cocoa butter in a suitcase. <laughs> God, you this. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so anyway, that's when Badmiss and Slam T stop by her and like kind of disbelief that he's doing this old lady thing again and sleeping in her room. And yeah, he, he tells them he kind of tells them that he never really found her, meaning Kimberly, all that attractive, but he's really digging yeah. on her loyalty, um, which Slam T is not something is like, I don't know if that's what you trade for love. Anyway, he tells right. them what's holding what's holding him back is his indecision. So what he has to do is move in with her so he can, you know, finally make up his mind. So later on, Kimberly is getting ready for the night with Usman with a shower. And I said a glass of champagne, but I get the feeling it was a lot more than one glass of champagne. (laughs) So she's planning on making the first move tonight because it's going to begin to be do or die here in terms of her getting some. So she says she's chock full of liquid courage and is very excited when Usman comes, shows up with suitcases because now he's moving in. And she interprets that to mean that they are in a relationship. So she also made a heart on the bed with flowers and bed sheets. And he he knows what's up. She wants some yammy. So he tucks off his shirt and they get her robe off. And she's wearing a, 
unfortunately cut nightgown and it wasn't the most flattering yeah, thing to look flattering. at. It wasn't flattering. No. So uh, then Usman says, uh, okay, that's nice. Let's go to sleep. No sex. And then Kim doesn't get it. I don't know why we're doing this. And she is just starts grossly begging for sex. He says oh, they can do it after they make the decision to be in a relationship. And she's like, fine, let's make the decision now. He says it's not that he doesn't want to do it. It's just not yet time. So she gets mad and she gets up and he thinks maybe it's time for me to go. He puts his shirt on and she keeps like we're there fighting about it. And she's like, you're not leaving. You're not leaving. And then he leaves. And once he does leave, though, she wishes he didn't. She puts a robe back on and chases him down the stairs. At the bottom of the stairs, he says he'll come back to get his bags. And she says, fine. And then once he's there, she tries to trap him again. Um, she says, they don't have to have sex. It's fine, whatever. So back, But then they get back in bed and start having the same fight over again. Uh, mm. And she says the issue here really isn't about the lack of sex. It's about how she isn't sure how he feels. And he just says that, you know, he shows his like for her in his own way. And then he starts like hugging her, which is really just kind of mean because that was just teasing her. And yeah. she finally just asks, well, if you're not going to do it, what am I here for? And he pretends to sleep and says, I don't know. It's everything seemed like it would make more sense if you were drunk. So then they also end up getting into a fight because she brings up her son and how her son would want to kick Usman's ass for treating her like this. And then Usman doesn't like that at all because how is some young, somebody younger than me going to tell me what to do and kick my ass? So they argue about Jamal for a while and then eventually they just do the smart thing and, and go to sleep. Um, ugh, what I don't even know where to get started on this, but like – she says it's not about the sex, but I feel like it's about the sex. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. It's about the sex. Because even if you think about, you know, she brought in the son part, which at that point, she completely lost me because I'm just like, why are you bringing in your son? This is like an inappropriate time to talk about your son approving of your relationship and of Usman. And then it was kind of like almost in the context of like, well, if, you know, uh, he doesn't appreciate you not having sex with me. Yes. And it was just like, that I'm pretty sure like Jamal would be OK. In fact, if anything, Usman seems like he is respecting you by not just like choosing to sleep with you and then like choosing not to be in a relationship with you later. Yeah. So I don't understand why you're bringing that your son. Was it weird. was super awkward. And it, yeah. And it was just like a weird, it felt like she had nothing. And then she was like trying to use whatever she could to make him feel guilty, thinking that he would give a crap what her son thinks. Yeah. It, it, it is a weird kind of dynamic. Yes. Because why would – why on earth would her son have any opinion on like – yes, her son was going to want the man she's with to treat her right. Sure. Right? Not giving her dick when she wants it I don't think is what her son's going to be <laughs> all about. Like, I don't think Jamal cares. <laughs> yeah, Jamal's going to be like, oh, good job, Usman. <laughs> I think Jamal's more going to be like, how about we just don't talk about that at all? And Yeah. But I don't, I don't need to know anything that. about that. Yeah, that's okay. Mm. Um yeah, but it, yeah, and, and I and I just it's funny because Usman did bring up the cultural Nigerian thing, and I was like, oh yeah, the Nigerians mm -hmm. I know, like that is very right. Like it, 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 I can mm -hmm. see them being like, what does your son have anything to do with this at all? 
Like your son does oh, what sure. you say to you tell him to do. He he has no opinions yeah. that are worth, worth. He doesn't get to make this decision. Why are we talking about that? Right. And, and because that's definitely I've it, it, he said that about Nigerian culture. My experience of Nigerian culture is very much like that. What the parents want happens, right. and it, it doesn't matter what the kids want. Like that's. Yeah, like why do you have to seek why children's would you read, yeah, approval? Yeah, why would you need your child's approval? Was this is upside down world? Like this is crazy, right? Right. I mean, and I get it because we have a different perspective in America, but it, I can see where he where he's coming from, just being like that doesn't even make any sense. That's like asking your dog if you need to be in a relationship. I was like, why would you ask your dog not that your son is an animal that's a bad analogy right <laughs> Maybe. yeah yeah but i mean like she wasn't saying it because she was legitimately concerned about jamal not approving it she was just saying it as some kind of weird leverage like this other man is going to defend my honor yeah it's just like uh, yeah it doesn't it, this other man that you're definitely not going to, you know, be in a relationship with. <laughs> so right. I don't get where that would come from. It was, it was, I was, I was just having a very hard time following her logic besides. Yeah. Well, she was desperate and grasping at straws. Yes. And then all of a sudden she gets all emotional, like crying, thinking about her son. It's just like, you should cry and think about how embarrassed your son is well, to I watch mean, you beg for sex on television. She was sloshed. Like she was yeah. very, very tipsy. And, and that just, came out with it it's like because that's the same thing like they had a fight and she said five five we won't have a fight anymore and then started the fight again the same fight uh that is such a typical drunk move yeah. yes you're right <laughs> right that is a very <laughs> drunk move no no no. i still haven't forgot about that i know i said i forgot about it but i haven't forgotten about it but yeah i mean it's also yeah. not like Usman is completely i mean obviously she was really bad on here you know basically begging for sex on national tv but mm-hmm. i mean he's leading her on Right, they laid down on the bed. He started like hugging on her and touching her, and then yeah. being like, "No sex, though. I'm here to I'm here to stay and move right. in. No sex, though. Like, yeah, I think it's kind of like that uh, Caleb and Alina in a way. It's like you can't straight up say no, right? Because that's just ruining the rest of the trip. Yes. So I, you know, and so what she was saying about, oh my gosh, you're going to decide if we're in a relationship on like the last day, and then you know we've had all this wasted time. It's like I don't he's going to choose to be in a relationship on the last day. I think he's going to tell you when he's leaving that he does not want to be in a relationship because he's not going to ruin things before. And so I think like he, you, yeah, what you're saying, leading her on, I think he's doing just enough to keep her around so that way it's not super awkward when he tells her no. He's trying to stay on the show too. I mean, come on, be real here. He's trying to keep, yeah, he's trying to keep the, the show flowing and he's trying to keep whatever she's given him that he wants flowing. And he's like, ah, geez, mm-hmm. I think we passed the point. I think if I'm in my room the whole time, I think it's done. Like, I got to go. I got to go over to yeah. her room. But. Right. I don't know. It just, it just, it just does seem mean. Like, he knows exactly what she wants and he has no intention of giving it to her. Yeah. But I think, like, it's fair enough because what she wants is in direct, like, conflict of what he wants. You know, so at that yes. point, and if that what you want is sex, like, I'm sorry, but the default is whoever wants less. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there is no compromise for it. You know, if someone doesn't want to have sex, someone doesn't want to have sex. You can't, like, compromise, like, oh, I'll we'll do have, a little bit we'll, with you if the other person doesn't we'll, want anything. We'll have half sex? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, you know, you can't just compromise on that. If they don't want to, they don't want to. Yeah. Like, leave them the hell alone. Yeah. I mean, and, and I mean, I think he could be a little bit better at 
The delivery. Yes, sure. the delivery, because mm-hmm. I feel like he definitely makes her think it's it's coming. And then it's like, oh, yeah, no, like he he's he's doing the fake handshake to her like, hey, let's oh, no, my put my hands up. Oh, no, that didn't work. <laughs> um, you know, if he came in the form, it's like, hey, I'll stay in your room, but I just want to get this straight up front. You know, I'm not willing to. I don't want to have sex. I don't want to wait for this. I don't want to, and, and said that instead of like but after he laid like down, he's done that. And she just she. The problem is, is I do think he's done that. He's done exactly that. Okay, I'll stay in your room, but no sex. And then she's the one who keeps on like, yeah, but maybe just a little bit more, just because she's. I think she's of the mindset. Okay, I can get him to do this thing. So if I keep on like at it and mm-hmm. like a little inch, a little inch, a little inch, he won't realize that. He's oh yeah, moved yeah. In. I mean, and the thing was is like if it was the if the genders were reversed on this, like mm-hmm. it would be. It, it, I feel like it goes from being the gross to scary if the genders are reversed, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like predatory. Yeah, yeah, and it's it, but it would all be equally, if not worse, if the genders were reversed. But yeah, I guess she's trying one more. I still but like, see this as predatory. Yeah. I'm not for it. But I mean, but I, I guess, I guess it. I guess what he, what he needs, what he should do is be like, listen, I told you, if you say it again, I'm leaving, and I'm not gonna argue about leaving. Yeah. I'm just gonna leave. Like. Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, I think sometimes it is hard to say no when you're trying to keep an option. Yeah. And I think that's that's the challenge for him right now. Right. You know, he's trying to keep her interested enough. He's trying to like he is leading her on. He's leading her on because he's trying to keep her interested enough. And so you can't just outright say no. You kind of have to do this like. Okay, there's a there's a possibility, there's a chance, you know. Uh, Keep that interest. But part there. of it is her too, right? And the other thing that I'm just thinking of now is like, because he hasn't even kissed her, right? Let alone sex, like not even. Yeah, he's like kissed her shoulder yeah. or something weird like that. <laughs> and so she, but the way she interprets that is, she's like, I'm afraid he's just not that into me. He's just not. He doesn't, mm-hmm. he doesn't find me attractive or whatever. And instead of being like oh, well, that would suck and then we won't be in a relationship. She's like, so if I can manage to trick him into sex, then he will be attracted to me now? Like, he's still not going to be. You're not going to change how he feels about it. He straight up said, I am not attracted to her, but she's loyal. So I don't know. Maybe it's like, and I think this is probably true of him, given his ex-wife, baby girl Lisa. Yeah. I think, like, he just sees marriage uh, to someone as different. Like, what he's looking for is different. Like, it's so much more than just being physically attracted to someone. It's he wants someone who's going to be there for him. Yes. To be emotionally supportive. Um, maybe to be financially supportive. Like, he wants a, a bigger thing than I would say what the traditional or I guess what's common that people want in a relationship. And so I think he's okay with not being attracted to her, even though we all think that's like when we first hear that, we're like, why are you even being with her then? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I just don't think she's ever going to get what she wants. She wants him to be attracted to no. her as part of the relationship. Yeah. And yeah. he's not going to. If, yeah, if, I agree. If, if they end no. up do having sex and all he ever does is close his eyes and think of England, like it's not gonna go well right she's not gonna like that any better than what she's getting now yeah no that's true okay so um who was your student of the week i guess we oh wait we didn't see memphis and hamza so 
Yeah, based on the people we saw, who was your student of the week? Um, I actually went with Jimena for, you know, t- dealing with the ADHD thing kindly, right? And Because uh, she was like, I'm confused. Yes. I don't know how it is. But she, was she impor- wasn't like. She was inquisitive. But she wasn't just like, I don't believe you. That's bullshit. You clean up your pants. <laughs> like, shut up. <laughs> yeah. She's like, no, tell me more. Yeah, I agree. She was very um, empathetic and, uh, you know, uh, seeking to understand, mm-hmm. which is always good. Uh, my student of the week was actually Jasmine. Like, I know she patted her own back, but the fact that she got emotional and was like, you've seen the worst side of me is like, you're not wrong. <laughs> and she was consciously making an effort to really trust Gino. I mean, he really screwed up. Yeah. But I mean, she was trying to trust him and she was trying to have like a civil conversation where she wasn't crazy. And so just based on the growth we have seen, it's true. Uh, even if as temporary as it may be, um, I went with Jasmine. Mm-hmm. Okay, what about your dust? I went with Kim. Like, I did just, too. That was like weird, gross, predatory, just bad. It was bad. Well, which leads me to my life lesson. No sex is worth begging shamelessly and trying to guilt no. someone into it by bringing up your family's approval. No. I, 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 okay, that's always been my rule of thumb with sex is I don't want mm-hmm. to do it with someone who doesn't want to do it. That doesn't sound fun. Right. And you have to convince them yeah. or trick yeah, them no. or bang them in some weird way. It's going to be a lot less fun. It's not going to it's not going to be worth it. Yeah. Right. Um so I put my life lesson is there is there's no point and no winner for any parties involved when you try to make an ex jealous of your new partner. Like, yeah. There's there's no there's no reason to do that. Like nobody's better off. Nobody's Lots of everyone's worse off um, if you try to do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, in a weird way, it's like I feel like that should still be like revenge porn like category, you know, basically, I know it's not for revenge of the person, but the fact that you're distributing nudes without someone's permission. They call call the laws revenge porn, but most of the laws fall into um, like on redistributing yes, redistributing for it doesn't it doesn't really matter mm-hmm. why you're doing it um but that that you're doing it and it's um you know the person doesn't know without, without the consent, other without consent exactly sure mm-hmm. yeah Ugh, gino so gross yep. terrible i'm gonna hope that it's not as bad as we think it is yes maybe it was did you send naked pictures of me no it's just half dressed pictures you know like things something like that, that yeah nature. well even then it's not good but i'm gonna hope it's better than we're thinking it's not now criminal like, like what we're talking about yeah. now is criminal <laughs> Right. Okay. So we will be back uh, next week, hopefully the same time, barring any kind of weird schedule issues. Yep. Uh, should be. Yep. Okay. Sounds right. good. Until See you then. Okay. okay. Bye. Bye. Good.